Okay, with Brian uh, Riley, Absent is the short film uh, played at the Fashion and Experimental Film Festival. This is purely experimental, really kind of cool kind of setup. As you said, it's like it's probably either you either you love this film or you don't get it, I guess. Hey, Brian, does that sound fair? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I <laughs> I didn't get it until I was editing it. So <laughs> uh, and I filmed it. Yeah, so the, the background on this film was my friend Steve, who is in the film as the shadowy figure hitting the space bar on his laptop. He came to me with this idea because he's currently enrolled in med school yeah. um, at, at UConn. And he, I guess at the end of every semester or like every year, his program does like their version of the gong show. So med students can like, do a skit or like a, like make a video or something and it'll get like judged by three judges. It's kind of like a wild, like end of the year party. Yeah. So he had this idea about the fact that like he was near failing his program because he missed so many classes, but he thought he was attending all of them. And he got like all these emails from one of his professors who like voices over throughout the film. He likes, we recorded him reading all the emails out. And so he wanted, yeah, so he wanted to put this together. It's very med school-esque with like the terminology in it yeah. and whatnot. So yeah, we, I made it for him. We filmed it in like a classroom at UConn and it played at the, at this gong show event. But I guess everybody was like super drunk and not like really paying attention to it. So they were like, don't want to go on to the next one. But the people who like ran the show, like saw the film ahead of time and like loved it and wanted everyone to watch it. So like after they corralled the drunk people, they did end up appreciating it. But after I heard, after I heard about that, I was like, all right, I put a lot of effort into this and I really liked how it came out. So like, I got to share this with more than just drunk doctor, want to be doctors. So I submitted it to a bunch of film festivals including this one. And uh, I'm glad we're got the results that we have so far. That's amazing. So like basically, so you're, so I guess from the, from a pure emotion, it's about kind of working hard at something and, and being paranoid that it's not going to turn out or it's all for me too. It's also like, it's almost like being late for tests. Like say you have your big, you know, you're, you go to school forever and then, and then you have this big end of the year test, which is like half your grade or more than your grade. And you like, don't show up. It's almost like kind of that, that anxiety that you have, that that neuro, neuro, neurosity, you know what I mean? Like that seems like mm -hmm. it seems like what you're hitting on. You're hitting on that kind of emotion. Yeah. And the uh, the final thing that shows up, the, the kind of the online flashcard of IRAT does not equal attendance. Yeah. So IRAT, I found out from from my friend, from Steve, that that's just like a, like a quick like online short quiz that students have to do before like every class for like a specific class that they're in so he did those but he didn't show up to the class so he thought if he did that he attended the class despite not showing up so that's where that that came from and that's like half his problem and why he got all those emails like from his professor and if like you listen to him like try to like get through like the reverby sound that i put on them you can tell like literally each one gets worse and worse it goes from like you missed class please make sure to learn the attendance procedures then it goes like by the way now you're six classes behind and like you're gonna fail the class soon yeah that's the so what see but to be fair i guess he should attend the class i guess you wouldn't have this problem if you attend the class right yeah a simple solution <laughs> 
But so then he, so why, okay, then why didn't he attend Because He didn't think he needed to, like he kind of like was reading the material. He was, I guess he was taking it in. He was passing the, the test, I guess, every class, right? So I guess he didn't feel he had to go. Yeah, that was, that's what he thought. And he found out the hard way. That's, that's not what he was supposed to do. So is everything okay for him now? Did he fail out? No, he's good. Yeah, he, uh, he's in his fourth year now at med school. And here's uh, a med school for this four, right? Yeah, it's four. And then he does like some residency gotcha. things for like another handful of years. And then it's you kind of figure process. out what you're, you're, what you're going to kind of like figure out what you, what you're going to do, what kind of doctor you're going to be like, either like a, like a foot doctor or a head, you know what I mean? There's all different kinds yeah. of ways to go, I guess. Right. Right. Exactly. And then there's, then you have to go to, you have to do like residency for that kind of specialty, I guess, afterwards. Right. Right. Yeah. And for now he's, he has to bounce around to all different like wings, I guess. And he's found out what he definitely doesn't want to do. So there's that. That's good. What's that? Uh, he was in a surgery wing for a bit. Oh yeah. And he hated it. It was like 17 to like 24 hour plus shifts and like barely eating any food and whatnot. Cause he had to be on call the whole time. Yeah. And uh, he lost 17 pounds from that. So like he he was telling me he went to the doctors recently and they're like wow Steve you gained 17 pounds like that's pretty that's pretty interesting and he's like well no I just got that weight back from what I lost like three months ago yeah, um, yeah. so my, I don't blame him I wouldn't want to do that a, either my uncle was a surgeon and they had that there's a certain uh, ego attached to that to that kind of specialty as well right there's a certain personality I guess right yeah I mean it's a big commitment. I mean, obviously it's like very important work to do, but if you can't, if you don't want to handle the like extensive workload and obviously people's lives in your hand and not shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't pursue it no matter what, even if it, even if it pays well or whatever, like if you can't handle it, don't do it. So, okay. So you did this, like, are you a filmmaker yourself? Is that, is that your specialty? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I, um, I, my friend, a good friend of mine and I own a production company, Karen Twins Productions. And that's why he came to me to help him make this, put this film idea together. Well, that's smart of him. Did he get extra credit for doing this film, putting this film together? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. But he did share it with his professor and his professor uh, got a kick out of it. This professor, I guess, is known for having very strict attendance policies. So he thought that if people saw this film, it would cause an uproar. But I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> so I know he that he, he shows it, it to, to his the new students every year, I guess. Right. So I, I think it'd be a pretty good idea. Yeah. No, because <laughs> like I said, to go back to your filmmaking skills, it's like I said, it's purely experimental film. It's not for, it's like, uh, it's like people will go over their heads, but oh, I look a lot of people in our audience loved it. We'll get that to the second. But for me, it's about the emotion of like that anxiety of like, you know what I mean? We have dreams about it, right? We have dreams about showing up to school naked. We have, you know what I mean? Like that failure of like, of not accomplishing something that you've worked hard to, to accomplish, I guess. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's our sort of like, so what was the, like, how long did it take you to make this film? Like, what was the, you did the one filming day and then you kind of just like figured everything out in editing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think, I think it took me about three, three days I don't really know the hours, but it took me probably yeah, like three days to put the finishing touches together for editing. But yeah, we probably spent two or so hours just like literally the two of us in this giant 
Yukon like auditorium classroom with the lights off, just like filming and figuring it out. So then like the, the key to this is like some sound design as well, right? Did you like, how did you kind of do that? Um, so I, I've never done anything horror related before, um, so, but I was just like looking up like royalty free, like horror sounds and trying to figure out what it is that like would fit the vibe and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that and just like adding sound effects and whatnot, like whatever I could find that I thought would just add to the tension or, or keep like the stakes of like, as each email came and got like worse and worse with like Steve's status at the class with the class, just like it got more amplified and more um, like creepy. Gotcha. And then I also, the, the song that plays in the credits, I recorded that myself. Oh, I wow. I'm not very good at singing, as you could tell. But no, but I, it, uh, it works. I was, right, exactly. I was like in a meeting at, at my job and I thought to myself, I was thinking of like, the, you know, the, the doctor, the professor, Dr. Manger. I was like, his name feels like it could sound like a song that I know. And I thought about it and I thought about Kid Cudi's song, Mr. Rager. And I was like, hmm, I could probably write something in like the tune of this. And then I just like wrote it out after that meeting. I grabbed my microphone and just recorded over the instrumental and added that to the credits. So it's like a, it's really a one man team, I guess. Right. Like I know you had uh, had your, your, your writing partner. It was Stephen. Stephen is the he's the doctor, right? Or the, the soon to be doctor. Yeah. He's also Steve's in the, the film. Right. Yeah. It was Steve's idea and he's the guy in the film but yeah i did the filming and the editing and the song recording <laughs> so you did everything then yeah it, 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 it turns out to be a fun three-minute film so it, it adds to your reel if you go to your website so you have so website is uh karentwins.com yep which you guys run a production company you've done other short films in the past correct yeah we have uh three other ones so they're they're like they're like so. What is your ultimate goal, you and your uh, your 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 partner? Uh, honestly, we we love films, movies, TV, all that. We just love the film industry, and um, you know, even if we don't make a cent, it would be nice too because we want it to be our full time job. But we just love making it and like putting ideas together and like helping people, you know, produce their projects and like either edit for them or just be a part of it in some way so we just like the process and we like being a part of it so we just want to keep making films and hopefully ones that entertain people for the rest of our lives that's pretty cool so our process was to give you uh the what the audience our audience had to say about the film what was your reaction to what the audience had to say about your film um i i liked it a lot i i appreciate the the deep dives that people did on it, um, you know, honestly, like the origin of it and Steve's origin was very surface level, but like, that doesn't mean it has, it doesn't have a deeper meaning than that. So I liked, I liked everyone's thoughts. The, the last guy who did the whole like urban dictionary deep dive on what IRAT was, I was crying, laughing, watching that. So I was like, you didn't have to go that hard trying to figure it out. And I wish you just typed in IRAT med school and you would have found the proper definition rather than the coincidentally very like plausible meaning of being like the Rastafarian, like yeah. absent, absent in mind, present in body. Yeah. That was wild to me. I was like, I, that, that was 
so weird how like that actually could work as like a theory behind like the meaning of it. Yeah. But that's film in a nutshell, right? Like, cause you guys do podcasts on your website, you have podcasts and I'm probably thinking on iTunes too about, yep. about, um, about films and you guys, it's like a deep dive into certain films. And that's what happens where you kind of like people can overanalyze like certain aspects of like what someone was wearing, blah, blah, blah. And then the filmmakers like, no, that's just because that, you know, it's something so simple. But because we're so invested emotionally into the film, like that, my audience, the audience member, he he he's seeing what you don't, what you didn't add to it, I guess, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that, and I, I appreciated all the people's analysis and appreciation of of what it is that we did. Uh, it made me feel like this YouTube video of Jordan Peele reading uh, fan theories on Get Out and how like there you go. none of them were anything any intention that he had but he like accepted them he's like yeah this i'll take this this is yeah let's say this happened so you guys like you guys do deep dives in the films you guys also do interviews uh i'm curious about um uh you're you interviewed someone from the mlb network right is it james tabol is that oh, yeah. how you pronounce his name uh james tabol yeah he um he's a really nice guy he went to grade school with my partner dylan and yeah, he for a long time was a, an editor for MLB Network. And he was part of their, the whole team like won an Emmy for editing. Yeah. Um, so we got to talk to him a bit about like that whole process. And there's always something I've been fascinated about, you know, how quickly they get the graphics up there or like how they fish out like those super unique stats about someone like, you know, it's not even a real one, but off the top, it's something like Derek Jeter is the first shortstop for the Yankees, who's 28 years old, who got like three hits in the first three innings of yeah. a baseball game. You know, like that's they a, have an archive, baseball, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, they have an archive um, that like that someone or like a group of people like have to fish out if a player is on the verge of doing something unique like that and have to send it over to like the sportscasters. Yeah, it's sort of like it's almost like the depend if the temperature is like below forty degrees, the this baseball, you know what I mean? This player hits this way, yeah. So that's so. What was their answer to that to that question? Well, about how the process works. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Just what I was saying. How they have this like this online archive. Oh no! Uh, but I'm missing. Like, like, how did they get it? Like, is there somebody who like that's their job? Is the you know, oh yeah? There's right? someone who like has to scour that and like send whatever they find like to like the teleprompter gotcha. of like where the sportscaster is. And yeah, it's like the fastest editing I think you could possibly do is working for like a live sports or even news. Um, no, yeah, but yeah, news is, yeah, I guess you're right. I think sports is, you're right, because it's like, it happens on the fly, right? Where like news kind of like, they're just telling what, what just happened. Whereas like you say, you're in the middle of a game, whatever, it's like what's happening in the moment. So somebody randomly mm -hmm. hits a home run and then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? They got to, they got to find the information on that person, I guess. Right. Right. That, and they have to do the graphic of like, sometimes they track the ball, like how far it goes uh, and do yeah. like the calculation, graph, like mapping yeah. out that's distance, uh, even in golf, like after like someone hits a good tee shot miles per it, hour. It, yeah, they do that. And they also have a tracker that shows like to the trajectory of the ball. Like it's like a red line that follows its entire shot. And that usually happens in tandem of when you watch it on TV. So like, I don't know how the hell they do that. They must have some sweet setup that I don't know about, but well, they got, they got something in the ball, right? 
So they yeah. have like a tracker in the ball and then it's like computer. It's a media. This is like, this is the new al algorithms, right? This is the new graphics, right? Mm -hmm. uh, are you right. a baseball fan or? Uh, I am. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm a Yankee fan. Of course but, you are. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Cause I'm like, uh, I'm from uh, Toronto. I'm like, uh, I'm a, so I'm a huge Jays fan. Blue Jays. Uh, fan, of right? course. So. Uh, well, I am a Toronto Raptors fan. They're oh. my basketball team. Well, because you guys don't really have you guys don't have a basketball team, so in New York, well, yeah, so. yeah, the Knicks and Nets are <laughs> a waste of time. But I've had I, one I in like thirty years, right? But ever since I was a kid, like Vince Carter was like my favorite player growing up. So I was like, why would I watch the Knicks when I could watch him? Gotcha. So then I became a Raptors fan. But yeah, the Yankees, man, they're they're we we won. I don't know if you watched the game on on Father's Day, but they. We came back and, and won a, a real good game, uh, probably the game of the year in our world. But uh, but you guys are juggernauts. But it's not how you start; it's how you end, right? You guys are right. a little nervous about Judge or Stanton getting injured, injured or anything like that, because it's going mean, to happen, yeah. right? They're going to get injured; they always do. Yeah, the, se <laughs> the second either of them do it, it, it might be over. No, they, it's baseball, right? So you guys got a juggernaut pitching staff. Everybody's like yeah, all five like, your pitchers. Yeah, this is the first year and since probably 2009 that we've had like really good pitching so yeah. uh, my fingers are crossed I've, i haven't seen the yankees have this strong of a start in a very long time that's what it comes down to is the starters it's like if you have five starters who give you six seven innings like you're gonna you're gonna go to the playoffs no matter what right so yeah but yeah no it should be fun it's good because you guys like we're we're gonna make the playoffs so basically it's all about like how it works it's like but of course you're a yankee fan but that's how no they're, they're like i don't know if you have a team it's different because you you live in uh the big city right but like that's like my i'd rather see the yankees lose than the, than the jays win sometimes that's how much i despise yeah. that team well yeah well we're also in the same division so of course yeah but, no, but it's just, also but it's the it juggernaut happens. it's like it's you guys got the most money it's like you right got, we had to see you guys win those World Series in, in the 2000s, which was nauseating, right? So, <laughs> right, it's like uh, it's like how everyone in the NFL just wants the Patriots to lose. Yeah, exactly. But it's at the same time I like watching them play because I like it's like when they're sometimes when they're when they lose, like it's like oh, I missed them because I actually like watching them lose if if that makes any sense, right? So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like the 2004 was the greatest year ever, even though our team didn't didn't do anything, right? So. So it seems like you're on to something with this uh, website. You got all kinds of stuff going on. Are you, you have another film on the works right now? Yeah, we've uh, over the past, it's been like, it's been in the works for three years. Um, myself, Dylan, and then two other co-creators of ours, or collaborators of ours, Emily Zisco and Simon Kincaid. We've been working on this web series called Play It By Ear. And that's about um, a couple, like a young couple, who like after college they had plans to move to Amsterdam together, but the girlfriend, it's couples Mila and Lucas, and mm -hmm. Mila gets accepted to a writing program in Los Angeles and like has to back out of the move. So it's like watching them and their like new lives kind of like shape as they're apart from each other and like how they kind of keep it together and seeing if like you know nowadays with technology like being able to like constantly be in communication with each other like does that ability you know make, like make or break a long distance relationship does it make it easier or do the the usual struggles you'd think of still take place and we filmed that in october we filmed it in amsterdam and then march we went over to la and filmed the other half and it was a really cool experience yeah and now i'm really editing cool. it 
Because yeah, that's yeah. like that's a pretty long uh, fly uh, flight, right? From Amsterdam to LA, it's like what nine, ten hour flight, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Well, I live I live on the East Coast, so it was. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean the me. dynamics of the characters, the two characters. Oh yeah, it's a nine, yeah, it's like a nine hour time difference. Yeah, I'm like trying to like come up with that in my head. Like, what if I if I was like writing or like workshopping like an idea? Yeah, I like couldn't I couldn't process it. I don't know why, because like nine hours is such a huge gap. And it's like that awkward number, like 12 hours is easy. Gosh. Six hours I'm used yeah, to, is. but like adding another three hours to that, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. Is it like one in the morning when it's like 3 p.m. here? I don't know. But as we're doing this now, it's it's noon, right? So then it would be six yep. o'clock in, uh, in Amsterdam and it'd be nine o'clock in the morning in LA, I guess, right? Right. So you, you have to put those together, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I have to make myself the middleman to figure out the time difference. Yeah, that's that. Maybe I'm just giving you easier math. If you put yourself in yeah. the middle, then you can figure it out. Not a bad way to do it. No, it's a it's a great idea. In Amsterdam, I'm sure that was a really cool place to shoot. Like, it's a really I don't know if you've been there previously, but it's a really mm -hmm. obviously aesthetically pleasing uh, city to to shoot a film in. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, a lot easier to get like approved for filming as you uh, compare to like LA, like you don't need um, like so many permits and whatnot. You just, we literally had to reach out to the, uh, I didn't do this, so I don't remember off the top of my head, but we had to reach out to the city of Amsterdam. And then there was like one day we were filming and this cop like came in the location we were at yeah. and we were like really nervous. And he goes, are you my LA film crew? And we're like, yeah. And he goes, Oh, okay. I'll be outside if you need me. <laughs> It's just like they're like making sure like no one like interfered with our filming or something. That was cool. Yeah, that's so uh, that's interesting. Well, it sounds like a great web series. Why don't you send it away when you're done and uh, we'll, we'll have a conversation about it afterwards because it seems like it's like that seems the way to go, right? Web series, television, get it get sold somewhere, kind of get get your get yourself out there. Yeah, hoping to. Yeah, right now my partner I'm in the middle of editing the six episodes, so. Uh, hopefully by like early next year, we'll have that ready for that, for, for doing that. Yeah, cool. Well, congratulations on this film. It's a really kind of like, uh, I guess it's a spontaneous film where it just like kind of like random things happen. And uh, now we're having a conversation about it. So we'll link up to your website. People will check out your website and your podcast. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad everyone liked the film and, you know, had a lot of great things to say about it. it made me really happy. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five.